Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0-Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Good morning. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the 5 Show. I'm Jamie Rothschild, the host of the show, and today I'm joined by three guests. Now, somebody once told me early on you should never have more than a guest or two. So three guests, you, when you hear why, it'll make a ton of sense. So it's, it's now Dr. Levi Bolton, retired from Phoenix PD and went on to a whole bunch of other careers. Thank you, Doc, for being here. My pleasure. Ginny Ann Sumner, who has been uh, a friend and a community advocate for graffiti and so much more. Miss Sumner, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And Mike, oh, we're, we're, we're thankful that you're here, and I look forward to talking about your engagement with the community. And Mike Kaditz, who's a detective with the Phoenix Police Department and a friend. Mike, thanks for being here. Thank you. So I'm going to embarrass both you and Dr. Bolton on some things just because we we hardly ever talk about the personal side of people uh, and what they do. We always focus on them and their careers. But when I say Dr. Bolton, you retired from the Phoenix Police Department. When I came on in 97, you were one of the legends and you didn't retire. You stuck around. You did a lot. You taught us a lot. And then you went out and you started something completely different. Can you talk about life after the police department? Well, that old axiom that says there is life after uh, after public service. Well, I didn't stop. At my retirement party, I was hired to continue on as uh, the legislative liaison for PLEA and the Arizona Police Association and did that for several years and then became the executive director of the APA, which is the Arizona Police Association. And now I represent another group, again, having retired from there um, at my retirement, uh, I was hired again to continue. So I'm the legislative liaison for the Prescott Police Association. When we talk about retirement and going on and trying different things, we always encourage people, invest early, invest often, have a plan. But your plan seems to always have been surrounding yourself with people and taking care of them. And I remember that when I was newer, you were incredibly, you never made us feel less than because you had seniority and knowledge. You really did a great job of lifting us up. And more importantly, you did a great job of lifting our career up and telling us what an amazing career police work is. Uh, as you look back over your career, what, what are your thoughts now that you've been away from this for a couple of years? Um uh, simply staying, I mean, pardon me for being kind of cliche, is the more things change, the more they stay the same. Uh, one of the things that I've learned, and these are, again, cliches, but very, very true. Uh, conflict is inevitable. Conflict, you know, we have conflict in sporting events and all other kinds of contested uh, issues. But it is conflict that is optional. Conflict is a choice. And uh for young officers and even senior officers, one of the things that we realize, uh, Sir Robert Peel probably put it more appropriately, uh, the police is the community and the community is the police. And uh, it's a hard lesson to be learned. But unless we are in harmony and we always, always take time to talk to one another, there are issues that will be um, great and small. And to each one of us, we have a little piece of things that are uniquely personal to us. But we've got to remember, it's one thing to be in the same room, but actively listening is something we have to work at and uh, and appreciate it. Listen. Listen more than speak sometimes and uh, speak when it's appropriate, but more importantly, listen. Uh, I love that you said community. I, I share with people and the audience has heard it before when uh, Mike and I were in the bias crimes 
squad, we would talk to community members. We're maybe born in different places, live in different places, have different life experiences, but we all agreed on we wanted safe schools. We wanted prosperous businesses. We wanted our kids to be everything they dreamed of. We agreed with so much more than we disagreed with, and it, it was just a unifying thing when we acknowledge that and then move together to talk about community issues. And before we talk about this community issue, graffiti, I do want to embarrass Mike Caddis just a little bit. Without telling the what, uh, every year, uh, Mike and his family and the girls on his daughter's softball team go out and we find families. And I can only say they, they bless families every year. And I was just wondering, Mike, if you could just talk a little bit about what that group of folks does, because I've watched the faces every year when you guys come in force and lift up other families and make sure they have Christmas. Can you talk about who this team is and why they do what they do? Yeah, that's actually my daughter's gone on to college now, Jamie. Uh, but uh, I'm still with the organization. It's the Little Saints uh, softball organization. Um, it's been around since 1988. And every Christmas, we like to adopt a couple families and uh, give back. And any chance we get a chance to do that, it's a it's a great life learned experience for those kids, those girls that go out there and deliver those presents for those families. I think the first couple of years we did it, we used some vans, and then one of the recent years we ended up using a tour bus and other vehicles. It had grown, and it's grown because people see the look. Uh, it's not just about the families who receive; it's about the folks that I watch who are walking with you who get to realize how fortunate they are and the value of giving. So it's a win win. It's it it benefits everyone. So if if I don't say thank you enough for what you do every year and including us in that, truly thank you. Thank you. Miss Sumner. Yes, I, sir. I met you with graffiti conversations when Mike and I worked full-time in the graffiti unit, and you had been a staple in the community when it came to a graffiti eradication and, uh, and information and education. Talk to me, please, about what drives you to be so passionate about this issue. What first drove me was the fact that the worst graffiti vandal in our area was identified, I knew his home circumstances, and I knew he wasn't receiving any help, but I didn't know how to help him. So I was at a meeting one time with citizens, and we started talking about what we're we're passionate about. And I mentioned graffiti. And it was suggested to me at the meeting that I also talk to Dr. Levi Bolton after the meeting. So essentially what developed out of this was the Citizens Law Enforcement Anti-Graffiti Initiative, a long title, so we just call it CLEGI. It actually involved from a group of neighborhood leaders working with law enforcement and Levi, and Levi, the City of Phoenix, Maricopa County Attorney's Office, and other local and, and state jurisdictions to find ways to stop the graffiti problem rather than just painting over it all the time. Uh, literally painting over it, and and I guess some people might wonder why, why would I care if it's if it's paint on the wall? We put more paint on the wall, the problem goes away. Can you help those who haven't been impacted by this? Uh, can you help them understand why you care about it? Why people should care about it? If you live in the city of Phoenix, you have been impacted by it, if you realize it or not, because the city cleans over fifty thousand graffiti sites every year. That's expensive. It takes an entire program of graffiti busters to paint over that. Not only are you impacted by the cost for the city of Phoenix, but it also impacts neighborhoods and property values. Plus the fact graffiti is a gateway crime. You may start out with just doing a tag here and a tag there. But unfortunately, without the consequences that are necessary right now, you continue into this gateway crime. It's, it's vandalism. It's, it's damaging property. And let's be clear, the difference between graffiti, vandalism, and graffiti art is permission. 
If you don't have permission, then it's vandalism. When I had, uh, I worked over in a unit where we investigated uh, bias crimes and graffiti crimes, and I got a chance to work with and learn from Mike Kaditz. And the only thing I can say about uh, Mike's dedication to it is he's extremely passionate. Um, He doesn't just investigate these crimes. He's actually taught others how to investigate the crime. Mike, I don't know if I've ever asked you, what's your driving force for what some would say is a property crime? We hear Ms. Sumner talk about everybody's impacted by it, but what's your why? What drives you? Well, first it was hearing people talk about graffiti as a victimless crime, and it's not a victimless crime. It affects everybody in one way, shape, or form, just like Jeannie Ann said, and that's what brought us together. Man, 2006 we've been together now. <laughs> it's been a long time. Um, it has, it's been my passion and my drive and uh, finding different ways on how to investigate it. And then we, we changed our focus on, you know, trying to be so law enforcement orientated and trying to put people you know into jail or whatever for it but more now we're trying to figure out the the psychology effects of it why people do it and and you know graffiti what i've learned over the the years is it's an addictive behavior and it's uh it's it's a behavior that we could probably try to treat I, okay, I get the investigator who investigates that makes sense i get the community member who's passionate about it I don't get the Dr. Bolton connection. Doc, how did you get pulled into this group? Because I saw you in the meetings. I saw the successes you guys had. You've had legislation passed. You have all, as a team, collaboratively made some real progress. How did you get pulled into this? Well, um, as you said earlier, I'm a retired Phoenix officer of 32 years and eight months. During that time, you've had an opportunity to sit with victims. And, you know, we look at, we say the victim um, hyphen victims but to each person victimization is an individual effect and it impacts them all individually in different ways um, graffiti um, again um, like uh, detective gaddis says is most people have often said it's a victimless crime when we know uh, quite the contrary is true it not only i mean first property values um, people who come, um, we have a large, uh, we've spent millions of dollars uh, creating venues that would attract large businesses and other venues to come in and use our wonderful assets here in the state of Arizona, our stadiums, our our um, 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 vacation type of uh, scenarios. But when you see um, neighborhoods, especially along large travel areas that are decimated by graffiti. Some of it, and it, it varies from bad taste to um, some people would say that, well, it's art. Well, as Jenny Ann said, um, the important thing that is missing is is um, uh, permission. The one thing I would say, you said, what drives me? I have always been, I believe in servant leadership, always have, always will. Anybody that knows me knows that uh, I really, truly, and honestly believe that. And um, for me, when I saw the community was hurting, I saw when I attended a meeting uh, with Jenny Ann and other folks, um, I think the first thing is I was, I'm a registered lobbyist for the law enforcement community. And they were having some difficulty with some certain aspects of getting certain types of graffiti prosecuted. Um, they explained what they, it is that they needed. We went down to legislator collaboratively and together and got some things passed and signed into law. So um, I've been hooked ever since. I was amazed what Mike Caddis taught me some of the dollar amounts of the removals can and it can be staggering. Uh, Ms. Sumner, you and I were talking before we came on the air and you talk about, because some people view it as a simple property crime, 
they may not take the appropriate actions when they see it occurring. What what tips, what advice do you have for folks? If anyone sees graffiti in progress, please call 911. It is a 911 call. The problem is if we don't if we don't find if we can't stop a vandal, then we can't help a vandal. And as Mike mentioned, we're not just about the punishment issue, we're about the ways of finding to stop stop the vandalism, to find them to have an outlet other than graffiti so they don't continue through this gateway crime. I love the 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 fact that you're all focusing on we're not just looking to to Mike's point. We're not looking to just put people in jail. We're looking to help them. Mike, you I have watched you with people. You're able to make a connection. Do you feel like this aspect of your crime have you helped people other than victims? Have you been able to walk suspects through a some of these processes? Yes, we have um, a couple now. It's been good success stories, and now they're on to painting murals and things like that, which is very good. And just, you know, gives them a different outlet to to put out their art and do it with permission. And I always appreciated your approach to the investigations. I, I learned a ton from you. It's You're an expert in something that I am not. So if I miss the opportunity, Dr. Bolton, Ms. Sumner, and Mike, I just want to say thank you for what you do to each um, – to protect the community and make it better. Is there a parting shot in the last moment that you can each offer? I'll start with Mike. What would you say to somebody who's either considering or thinks that maybe someone they love is involved in graffiti? What should they be looking for? There's a lot of telltale signs for it. Um, you'll see it in their, in their, in their bedrooms specifically uh, on their phones. It's there. It's just, all you gotta do is open your eyes and look. Miss Sumner. Well, I would encourage anyone who's a student from kindergarten to high school to join our our anti-graffiti contest this time. It's a video contest. You can get information on our website, which is cleagi.com, and there is a $1,000 prize this time. Thank you. Doc, which parting advice do you have? Um, just briefly, the old expression, if you see something, say something. We can't fix it if we don't know about it. Um, again, it's not always the old accent. Well, I don't want to get such and such in trouble. Um, heavily on our minds is intervention, and we can't uh, even begin to start talking about intervention if we don't know. Law enforcement is about partnerships. So Dr. Bolton, Ms. Sumner, and Detective Caddis, I can't thank you enough for your partnership, your support, and making this community better. Thank you to Bonneville for this time, to Ed, our very patient producer, and to you the listening audience. Until next week, stay safe. You've been listening to 50 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.